Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're going to take a variety of lookings at this trade today. Of course, we've got a USDA report that's coming out next week. Planting progress. Some are surprised and others not so much as to how fast we've moved through with this crop. Then what about this war with China again? If you heard the president, especially overnight, making some comments, is there going to be another trade war? We'll find out. And then on the flip side of this, we're going to take a look at the the, not only the emotional, but the financial toll that all this happenings at the cattle market is taking on that. And then when big companies announce they're going to limit meat purchases, what does that mean long term? Lots to look at during today's Fontenelle Final Bell. And joining us is Kyle Bumstead. He is with Allendale Incorporated. First time joining us on the Fontenelle Final Bell, but we can let listeners know you've got roots in Nebraska. You understand the Midwest. So no surprise that you got to spend some time behind the tractor wheel doing some planting so as you look at planting progress across the midwest what's your thoughts well uh, it's progressed very rapidly um you know 51 percent this week uh, versus 27 percent last week and our average is 48 percent which above average you know um driving west here a while ago when i did yeah i mean there were just corn planters bean planters everything that that was possible out in the field was go that they could go was going uh you know a lot of corn in a lot of beans in and this week's numbers uh definitely showed that susan well you look at those numbers and you and i were talking about this before we started this you know it used to be we'd have the big corn versus bean war being talked about not as much this year as maybe even as early as last year we saw in the trade that's correct um and it's a very very good point um it used to be you'd see uh you know that uh you know mid to late march you'd start to see this thing where uh you know well maybe we need to buy a few bean acres or maybe we need to maybe buy a few corn acres so the the price would you know maybe help make some of those finalized decisions but as you and i were talking before uh, a lot of operations have had their uh, rotation set in stone uh for quite a while you know as early as last summer there were several operations that i deal with uh that were able to manage some risk as far as corn or beans uh moving through this year so some of that risk was taken off the table a lot of those, of those acres were already decided before we uh, even got the planters out of the shed this year. Have you had any thoughts coming up on this USDA report that's due out on the 12th? Yeah, you know, with with everything in question with corn, um, a number of things are hitting this corn market for sure. Um, lack of demand. How does USDA going to adjust to carry out as far as the, 20, the 2019 crop here? Uh, what are we going to do about the feed and residual changes to our exports and things like that? I mean, we have had some, we have seen some sales here as of late for both corn and beans, uh, you know, export sales and, and things like that. So the question is, how do they adjust those here moving forward? But seasonally here, it's the 5th of May, and I really feel there's a lack of, uh, you know, weather volatility or, or any volatility in any of these grains. And lately here, uh, the volume has shown that here. Uh, the trading volume has shown that and you're dealing with basically holiday volume in the first week of May and that's you know that's typically not how that how that goes we do know that exports I, I had read that there was some purchases on the corn side to Mexico so we know those are those are taking place but beyond Mexico are we going to see any changes to export numbers are we going to see the pace maybe pick up a little bit as South America wraps up their crop harvest you know, it's it's completely possible. I mean, when you're down here at these levels, uh, as far as uh, old crop and new crop corn, I mean, we are we are pretty cheap as far as our grain goes. I mean, we're really cheap. Um, I mean, talking to producers, it's you know you're talking cash corn out in the country. You know, the two in front of it, and I don't see why there wouldn't be some demand pickup down here in these levels. And if you look at it, 
the last, I want to say, I'll just throw out 10 years, 10 to 12 years, you've seen this band in the front month or on the continuous, on the continuous chart, we've built, um, this $3 to 330 area where we seem to get a, uh, an uptick in demand, uh, as far as from the pricing between that three and 330 area. And we've held that $3 area front month here, um, several times here, which is good. We just need to continue to keep holding that area. And then I do think we could, you know, get a slight bounce. How much of a bounce that remains in question? What's, what lies ahead of us as far as the growing season? Or like you said, as far as trade wars and, uh, the potential tariffs that, could be back on or not on. Who knows what's going to happen there? But uh, there's a lot of unknowns moving in here, and we are early in the growing season. Definitely a lot of unknowns. What about the way the dollar's been trading? How is that going to affect any future sales at this point? You know, as far as the dollar goes, uh, you know, it's it's tough to say at this point in time, pulling up the dollar chart here uh, right now. Uh, you know, it's been trading kind of sideways. So, you know, you get this breakout. If you're if you to get that dollar back above this uh you know, uh, one dollar eighty six area, one hundred eighty six area. It could potentially break out here to the upside. Maybe go test those old highs and maybe limit a little bit of business we have. If we get up to that one hundred two, one hundred three area, like we were, uh, you know, in late March, that could limit a little bit of a uh, little bit of interest, I guess. Kyle, is there a chance that we could have another trade war with with China and would phase one phase out? <laughs> well, I guess we're maybe one tweet away or one announcement away, who knows which way that's gonna go. Um, with the potential threat of uh, tariffs going back on here, uh, you know, blaming China for this coronavirus deal, who knows which way it's gonna go. Um, we're on the table, they're off, the, they're on the, they're on again, off again, and the, the deal's on the table and it's off the table, and you know, question remains, we don't, we're not really sure what the next move is gonna be by the government here, which way it's gonna go. And that nervous- and that's, that's, that's about the most honest answer I can give you. We're one social media post away from it either way. And isn't China on holiday right now or going into another holiday? Uh, I believe so. I think they're on a holiday here till, was it today or tomorrow? I believe they're on holiday. Um, I know they're on holiday here, I think, until the middle of this week, I believe. All right. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up as we come back with part two of the Fontenelle Final Bell. We're going to look at the happenings on the livestock side. Of course, you know about Wendy's. You've heard about McDonald's limiting their meat. Uh, Costco, V, another regional grocery store, also saying they're going to limit meat purchases uh, by the consumer. What does that all mean to this industry that's already seeing a lot of struggles? Well, stick around. It is a Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Kyle Bumstead joins us with Allendale Incorporated. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Kyle Bumstead joins us with Allendale Incorporated. We're going to switch gears a little bit and take a look at the happenings on this livestock side. Of course, is there the chance we're rolling some positions right now in, in this cattle market, Kyle? Yeah, Susan, that's the way it looked today. You know, you've got the Goldman roll coming up here. Um, I believe that starts, I think that starts the fifth uh, business day of the month here, and that'll last for uh, five or seven days, something like that. But you could definitely tell uh, there was some rolling going on here, and uh, both in the hogs and the cattle. Um, but I also think there was also some other news kind of helped suppress this front month here as far as the cattle and the hogs go um, with some of these plant closures and stuff like the plant and Skyler going down. And it seems like we get, you know, one or two small plants up and a big plant goes down and 
you know, it, it's kind of a domino effect as we stand them up and knock them down type thing. And especially this, this Cargill facility in Schuyler affects more than just Nebraska cattle producers. It hits a variety of states. That's right. Uh, you know, it affects guys clear up into central and eastern South Dakota and uh, western Iowa, southwest Minnesota, central and eastern Nebraska, and even north uh, northeast Kansas. So, you know, it, it affects a big radius. And, you know... What I'm I, talking to, I'm talking to guys that are, you know, if, if anybody can get them a shackle space, I hate to say it, but these guys are like, these cattle are getting big, and if I can get rid of them, I'm getting rid of them. I was just going to ask you about that, the fact that these cattle can't go to market, and as we get closer to summer months, are you hearing concerns about heavyweight cattle, summer heat, what this is all going to weigh in on this market? Yeah, it's definitely a concern. Um, talked to several producers that have had some cattle on, uh, you know, just filler rations or stretch, whatever you want to call it, just trying to space them out as much as they can. And you're at that point, some of these guys are at that point where you've either got to turn the heat up or, you know, we're, they're going to go backwards. So, um, what bothers, what's bothering a lot of people and, and bothers me is the, the tens of thousands of cattle that we're backing up here and the weight that's going to be out there and that summer heat because in another 30 days it's not going to be getting cooler it's going to be getting warm and as one guy said does the summer heat take care of the big numbers that's a question and a concern that a lot of people have and that just adds already to the stress that's taking place in this cattle market and the hog market alike Right, right. It, uh, it's ugly on both sides. And, uh, you know, we've opened some hog plants back up, but uh, as we're, we're opening them up, uh, you know, like I heard today, Madison, it's going down. And um, that was kind of, you know, you, you kind of wondered, what, as this thing's been moving uh, east to west, what plants are going to, uh, you know, open up here in the east and shut down in the west. So uh, the numbers, numbers of uh, animals getting slaughtered, you know, it's way down, but also processing the animals has become an issue as well. Um, you know, we're slaughtering animals, the plants are slaughtering animals, but not all those animals are getting processed and getting put into the distribution chain. Well, you look at that, how do you market as a cattle producer with all the questions and the balls up in the air as to where you're going to go with your animals and the, the hows and the whys? Well, you know, that's a, that's a question. You've got to know what your costs are. You got to know what your break evens are. You got to know a lot of things. Um, but sitting down, visiting with somebody, having that conversation with your uh, financial institution, things like that, talking to, you know, the packer. I mean, wh- when when can I get cattle slotted? You know, that that's a question to ask. You know, that's that's something that needs to be asked. Is is you know, if you're buying, when can I get them delivered? Question. So looking at, we've got the Wendy's, we've got the McDonald's, the Costco's, mm-hmm. the high vs mm-hmm. that are now limiting the meat purchases. What does that give a message to the cattle industry? Well, it's just going to likely back up more animals, and it's, it's not good. And when you look at it, people got to get back to work, too. And when people are working, they get hungry, and they like to eat. Well, you know, if you're limiting those purchases, people aren't, people aren't going to buy them, and you know, in the future, they go back to work. It's like, well, you know, they might start buying it again, which which they likely will start buying it again. But it's got to be, it's got to be affordable. And with the rally we've seen in boxed beef and and the what it's costing, I can see consumers saying, "I'm not buying it because I can't afford it." And that's just a slippery slope. At this point, we don't want to have to mm-hmm. go down. 
Exactly. Exactly. We can't we can't take off any more demand than we already have, and that's that would be very ugly. What quick? What other key factors are you wanting our livestock producers to keep an eye on in the week ahead? As far as the week ahead, I would be uh, looking at uh, you know some of these spreads out here. Um, how this thing works, I, I think that the front months here are going to probably you know be working their way down here, and some of these deferreds may be working their way back up uh, as we potentially get some of these plants back online. The trade may be going you know looking at some of these. We need to be looking at slaughter numbers here. Um, some are saying last week we maybe put the the low end for slaughter numbers. I don't know as we're at that point yet, uh, but we definitely need to keep an eye on those slaughter numbers. Kyle, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me uh, at my desk at 815-578-6167, or you can call me since we're working uh, remotely here uh, on my cell at 712-880-6037. And that's a Fontenelle final bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. The Fontenelle final bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers on the Rural Radio Network.